His name is Donald Foyle. He spent 13 years in the NBA, grew up in the Caribbean, not much money, found his way into America, chose Colgate over bigger name schools because he wanted a situation where he could learn the game and also go to a prestigious university. He did fantastic there, as he did as the uh, as a top pick with the Golden State Warriors for 10 years and then played for the uh, Orlando Magic. Donald Foyle has now written a brand new book called Winning the Money Game. Donald, welcome to Kill Meet and Friends. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. Hey, uh, Donald. First off, you you why did you write this book? Is it because so many NBA players that you played with lost so much money? I think for, before that is just like really talking to a lot of guys that was out of the league, uh, just about the things that they regretted in the in the career and in and in their lives, and a lot of them start talking about. Um, you know how important it was to to have that conversation about money that they didn't have when they were playing, and that they wished that there was somebody there to have the conversation with them. Um, so one of the things that I did is that after I got my, um, I went back and got my master's degrees in sports psychology. So I wanted to do something about retired players, and I uh, interviewed like ten, over ten guys at the time, and talked to them about what are some of the challenges in retirement, and almost all of them talk about you know, finances and how important it is to have done better uh, saving. And we all could we all could do that. So I, I thought that that was very interesting. So when I started really looking into it and started talking to a lot more players, that seems to be a common theme that comes up over and over. I mean, you're from an island where they use donkeys to get around, not cars. You come from an island where you didn't know where your grandmother found money or your mom found money to put food on the table, but somehow she did. So you, you're used to dealing with very, very little. Then you come to this country at what age, 15, by your fa- and you have yeah. foster parents? Yeah, I, was, uh, I came here at the age of 15, and, you know, I mean, I've never been in an elevator. I, I have a donkey, so don't be, don't be uh, saying mean things about my donkey. I had a really cool donkey. I'm sure he was cool. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but, but I just want to give people know, an idea of who who we're talking to here. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, country was awesome. But uh, so when I came here, I think one of the things for me, I was very grateful. I got an opportunity to be the first person in my family to go to college. That was a big deal. Uh, and to be one of the few people on the island who would ever get that opportunity. So I wanted to take advantage of it. I love basketball. I wanted to play at the highest level, but I also wanted to get a great education because I wasn't sure if I was going to be an NBA player, and I wanted to make sure that I had a future that I could help take care of my family uh, if I had to do something else. Yeah, you're from St. Vincent and Grenadines. Uh, Sports Illustrated says half of NBA players will be broke within five years of their retirement. Some of the bigger names that have lost everything. Allen Iverson, $154 million he made in salary alone, let alone endorsements. Terrell Owens, he lost it. Terrell Owens, $80 million bankrupt. Cheryl Swoops, an outstanding female player, $50 million. Tyson, over $400 million. He's in bankruptcy. He'll never pay off his debts. And Michael Vick, we know he went to prison. He's earning it back, but he lost $100 million. Antoine Moore. Walker, 110 million. Do they have common mistakes that they made that we can learn from? Absolutely, and I think you know, we make some of those uh, you know, throughout our career. I think most people don't realize for one, um, uh, every uh, 
professional athlete in the country has to play what we, uh, pay what we call a jock tax. And part of that is in every state you play in, every place, every municipality where there's practice, you have to pay a tax in each of those states. So if you don't have somebody on top of those things from the very onset of your career, you can get in a lot of trouble. So taxes is one of them. And then, you know, I think how guys choose to bring a family into the world. You know, uh, child support runs anyway from between five to $30,000 per player uh, in professional sports. So the manner in which you bring kids, it's not necessarily for me a moral thing one way or the other, but it's about understanding that what is in the best interest of the child, one, but also that there's a significant cost if you bring kids into the world in the wrong way. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of things that go across all of these stories. And, ta- and, and taxes, too. A, uh, Donald, yeah. so taxes yeah. everywhere. You also talk yeah. about family members. You're the first to make it. And every family right. member has a business idea, and you want to buy your mom a house. They, they found out that Alan Iverson had his own payroll of $350,000 a month. Yeah, and you should, and that's part of this stuff. So I said you have to – there's nothing wrong, I think, if, if there is a player who wants to help his family, help his friends. You know, there's a better way to do it than to have them, you know, shining your shoe, have them walk in, 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 the, in your kitchen where they don't know how to be a chef. You can send them back to school and kind of give them the skill set so that when, you know, their career – when your career is over, they will still have a skill where they can go and do something else with their life. So it's very important. And, and, and you have to understand that that comes from a place of guilt, right? So if you, you grew up with these people, you have a relationship with them, you love them, they might have taken care of you, they might have given you stuff when you didn't have any. So, you know, to have this kind of uh, ability to give back, there is this tremendous amount of guilt, and you have to remember how you give back is just as important as what you give back. And I think that's part of the question as well. Right. And what about, uh, I know Tim Duncan lost $20 million, the outstanding center uh, from San Antonio, because he gave a check-writing authority to his financial advisor, and he wrote some checks to some uh, really unbelievable situations. The guy might have even put the money in his pocket. They're still trying to find out. So that's one thing. The other thing he says, audit everybody, pay attention to what people are doing. Yeah, you know, I said added my mom because uh, I my mom, my step-parents used to tell me, you know, don't be afraid. Anybody who has access to your wealth, don't be afraid to audit them. That's part of what it means to be financially responsible. You have to audit anybody and see, you know, if, if, they, if they do well and they pass the audit, then you know that your trust was well-founded. And if they don't, then you know why you have to fire them. So I think part of it is really just being right. vigilant and watching everything that happens. And here's the big question to Donald. How much money did you save your money? I did very well. I had, you know, really great parents that, uh, you know, told me that what it was important to spend on. So, you know, always you can spend on an education, trying to go back to school and better yourself. But gotcha. that you have to stay for a rainy day. Go yeah. get his book. It's called Winning the Money Game. A great guy, great personality, and a great player. Donald Foyle, thanks so much.